Hey, what up? It's Hey Wingspan from the Weezy Academy, rocking my bling bling, sipping on a Sprite Extreme, and I'm hosting this podcast with my homie Neo Merge, and we're going to just jump right into my favorite song today, and my favorite song off Lil Wayne's The Prefix Mixtape is the first track, Moment of Clarity. Oh, yo, what up? That's the first track, Moment of Clarity, over that classic Jay-Z, The Black Album beat, which most of these songs are from. What did you think of that one? Obviously, it was your favorite. I thought that song was fire. I've heard hundreds of songs over Jay-Z's Black Album instrumentals, which, honestly, that album's widely regarded as a classic. I only like a few beats off of the album, to be honest with you. But Moment of Clarity is fire. I love Wayne's flow. He's got a lot of dope lines on it. I like when he's like, walk up in the devil's kitchen, eat a pie. And then he, this is around when Welcome Back dropped. And he's like, even Mace came back for the money out of church. From my baby girl, I'll make a star burst. And yet again, like last podcast we talked about, I shoot you nine times like you was 50, but you won't be as likely as 50. And then the last bar of the song, he says, thanks God for great Emmy. This moment of clarity, this moment of honesty, ain't no more squad in me. And I think that was him saying he's done with squad up. He also said he don't need the hot boys. He still keeps his heat and I ain't got a squad up. I still keep my feet. So, you know, he's saying hot boys is over. Squad up is over. It's young money. I'm ready to get this real. What up? On this tape, he mentions young money and he's like, he says something like, people keep asking me, what's Young Money? Who's real? Who, you know, like, nobody knows what Young Money is because it's not a thing yet, which is crazy. Another thing I noticed uh, on this track and on, like, the final track, he's talking about, you know, when he shot himself. But he doesn't mention that part. He just mentions getting shot. Yeah, he doesn't mention that he was the one that shot himself. <laughs> yeah, which I think is kind of funny. I don't know when he actually ended up saying that it was him i think he's actually said it before this it's just funny how he's rapping about like like he was a victim of a crime or something i think he admitted in interviews or it was just known but i know for a fact on i'm not a human being too on the london road song he talks about almost shooting himself in the heart with his mom's gun in his mom's room and that the police officer that saved his life is dead and he thinks that cop because if it wasn't for that cop saving his life then there'd be no little wheezy well, he does say 9-11 was a shame. I done saw worse. Like, what if that bullet would have hit my heart first? <laughs> it's going to be really controversial, but I didn't know anybody that was affected by 9-11. I know that thousands of lives were, but fuck, if Lil Wayne died right now or died when the Carter Three was coming out, it would have been huge. I don't know if it would have been worse than 9-11, though, so he's kind of silly. Yeah. What were your overall thoughts on this mixtape? You know, I had a discussion with you. You said you you were, you know, you could take it or leave it. But uh, I honestly, I thought it was fine. But yeah, like like you said, uh, there's been so many people that have freestyled over these beats. Like it's just, and plus, I've heard the Black Album so many times. Uh, I I really regard the Black Album as like one of my favorite Jay Z albums, probably because it was the first one I ever listened to all the way through. I mean, it's kind of hard to top some of those tracks if you ask me, but. Overall, I thought it was fine. I mean, I had four favorite tracks. It, and four out of 12 is, I guess, pretty decent uh, since a lot of these are just freestyles, you know? The Hotel song, to me, is probably the worst song on the album. The song I thought was worse was Tomorrow. That's the one beat that seems like it's original. I totally forgot about Tomorrow. The song wasn't real. That song sucks. Yeah. 
I, I put in my notes, it sounded like a terrible Eminem club banger. Speaking of the Black Album, when the album first dropped, I, I didn't think it was that great. It was Jay-Z's retirement album, and everybody considered him to be the greatest rapper alive. And I just never saw him as that or thought of him as that. In retrospect, he's yeah. I always thought he was really good, and maybe he was at one point the greatest rapper alive. I did own a DVD, and I don't know if it came with Kingdom Come or if I bought it separately or got it as a gift, but there was a live performance of Jay-Z performing the Black Album, as well as a couple of songs off the Dynasty. And that live performance, and there was like a live band, I think it was honestly The Roots, was way better than the Black Album to me. And I always, I used to watch that DVD on repeat. I did like uh, one of uh, Wayne's verses on PSA, though. Wayne's version of PSA was dope. For sure. So uh, next track that came on uh, after Moment of Clarity was Lucifer. It said remix. I was so confused at first. I'm like, why is it? Did he do another version of Lucifer? I, I forgot to look that up. I'm not sure. Was the beat a remake? The beat was a remake. So I guess that makes sense. It was different because this is the first time I think we got reggae wheezy. Lucifer was fire. It's crazy to hear Wayne rap with Jamaican dialect. Sounded like Tom Hanks' son. He was Tom Hanks' son before Tom Hanks' son, bro. Yeah, Lucifer is fire though. I, I, I wasn't a fan. I, I'd never been a fan of his reggae uh, flow. I just remember for a while there, you'd be excited to see like, oh man, there's a new Wayne freestyle. You load it up and then he'd be, you know, on that reggae tip and you'd be instantly disappointed. Especially like when he would, he would sometimes like do a remix, like official remixes and then he would, everyone else would be normal and he'd be like, you know, spitting with that reggae flow. And I would just be like, you just killed the track. Honestly, I don't recall that at all i don't really remember hearing him with the jamaican dialect but for some reason that reminds me of a song off the carter four that has nas and somebody else dope on it and then it has post-prison shine on it <laughs> it's so bad speaking of this beat being a remake i heard another song on this mixtape that was a really shitty loop of a jay-z beat and you can hear like jay-z kind of rapping in the background of the beat which one was it? I'm not sure off the top of my head. It was a song I didn't like, but it was like a loop. So there's like one or two words of Jay-Z in the beat. Yeah, I did notice some some of the, the quality on some of these songs were really bad too. I don't know if it was the rip or just like, I guess the instrumentals he had were so shitty. Round Here was really dope, but there's glitches in my version of that song. It's really annoying. It sounds like it's skipping. Yeah, I noticed that too. This dropped in 2004, obviously, because they're referring to the Carter Four dropping in June of 2004. So he made this, he made the Drought 1 and the Drought 2, all before the Carter, all recorded in 2004 or late 2003, I'm assuming. But when did the Black Album drop? December of 2003, or around there. So these beats were still super fresh then? Yeah. After a Lucifer remix, we got Hotel, probably the worst track on here. Uh, what did you think of Where I'm From? I like that beat, but... Uh, the song was okay. The, the one thing I wanted to note here is uh, he featured some dude called P-Town Mo. I had no clue who the hell that was, but uh, apparently he's still around. Shout out to him. He just actually recovered from COVID-19. Uh, oh, shit. I saw a news article. Uh, he recovered from it, and he was trying to tell people the shit was serious. Um, a lot of people might not know who the hell he is, but you might know him from... The only single this one rapper had called Baby Boy the Prince. He had a song called The Way We Live um, that was pretty big back in the day. They used to play it on MTV nonstop. And uh, Lil Boozy was also featured on that. Shout out Lil Boozy. 
Yeah, shout out to Little Boozy. Uh, if we got him on our podcast, our podcast would be canceled immediately. I won't disrespect him. We might be able to get an interview with him once his career tanks. So, <laughs> so this is the third episode of the Wheezy Academy, and we are yet still talking about real. I believe you discovered a recent video of his, right? Yeah, I discovered, well, recent as in like 2014 or 2015. I saw in the comments people were saying free real, so I guess he is in jail again. It would make sense in the video. He's selling drugs, and it looks like as if it's a documentary. And it sort of looks like maybe he's um, incriminating himself. So, yeah, don't sell drugs on video, guys. Nope, especially uh, when all of your producers are white. It's disappointing that he mentions Real so much, and Real was on the last two mixtapes, and he's on the Carter one, and one of the singles off the Carter one. But now Wayne never talks about him, and they don't work together anymore. It's, it's always sad to see artists that are friends not work together anymore. Yeah. But uh, next track is PSA. Uh, Like I said, he has some dope lines on there. I like when he says, uh, hurry up and buy because I got Tommy and Nina cuddled up inside and Ruger close by. We focus on the tutors. We shoot them and give them two to both eyes. Chia, I sit on Wednesday, watch Tuesday go by. You still in your Monday sneakers. I'm living for the weekend. (laughs) I thought that was a dope line. Was that a shout out to Rugerell from Dipset and... uh... Drake's former homie, The Weeknd? <laughs> I don't know, but the way he was, the way he was spitting that, um, and then he had said something else earlier, the way he was rhyming really reminded me of Cam. Like the, the whole Tuda Shooter, Ruga. 2004, Carter one dropped, Purple Haze dropped. I bought them both on a whim, and they were both incredible. I was blown away. I was never a Cameron or Wayne fan before those albums. And those albums, to me, have like a huge impact on the culture and would shift the rap game. So it was really dope to see them link up. And it's crazy how huge of an artist Wayne is. He was doing favors for Cam and Joel's. Like He hopped on J.R. Ryder's single that on an album that dropped on Koch and did a video and shit for it. That was crazy. Yeah, I feel like Wayne was like, Wayne was always around them during that period. He was like almost an unofficial member of Dipset. Yeah, and the best one. Weezy Academy, everything is easy, baby. Leave it up to Weezy Academy. Did we mention Encore? No, we didn't. I skipped that one. That, that song is nothing special to me at all. Yeah, it was nothing special to me either, like a majority of this mixtape. Encore by Wayne, not good. Encore by Jay-Z, good. Encore by Eminem awful so maybe jay-z is the best rapper ever a vast majority of this mixtape was underwhelming to me uh did you notice where the beat was from on make you mine i didn't notice what was it from it sounded so familiar to me i couldn't spot it i had to look it up Uh, apparently it's a beat from fabulous's street dreams part two i used to like that album so i'm shocked that i didn't know that's what it was from but i haven't heard that in like 10 years at yeah, least. I, I, I like that album a lot, too. Uh, there was a track on there that was probably my favorite called Ride On or something like that, or Ride. It's crazy that the prefix was before the Carter one, and so was the Drought and the Drought 2 and all the Squad Up tapes. Wheezy was really beginning his work ethic, and it became second to none. But this one, I just feel like was uninspired. I don't know. Like The Drought 1 and 2 sound like throwaway tracks, and then, I don't know, maybe he was just like, man, just drop the Carter already, man. They, they probably made him record this like, all right, the Carter's getting pushed back again for whatever reason. I'd like to find out why it did get pushed back. Birdman, why'd you push it back? 
Yeah, hit us up, man. We'll get you on the next podcast. Let us know why you kept pushing this shit back. I want them to do a documentary about the Carter Five and what took so long to release it and with the beefs intertwined and how they got Baby and Wayne to make up and shit like that. How pissed Wayne was when Young Doug shot up his bus and how he had to kick him off grinding. I was just listening to some Wayne mixtape or some Wayne song on Shuffle on my walk to jujitsu the other day. And Wayne says, y'all call me weird. I just skateboard. I don't wear dresses or something like that. And it was clearly a shot at Young Thug. <laughs> yeah, next song after Make You Mine, uh, we got Tomorrow. Like I said, that's the worst track on here. Then we have Round Here, Dope, but... Like you're saying, the freaking instrumental was messed up. Do you think Round Here was Memphis Bleak's biggest single? Memphis Bleak's biggest song was Dear Summer. <laughs> Aside from that, Round Here was his biggest single for sure. Wasn't Dear Summer on a Memphis Bleak album randomly? Yes, it was. But uh, I thought that I thought Wayne had another dope line on Round Here. I'm not going to say it all, but uh, he was talking about vowels, and then he <laughs> spells out A-E-I-O-U. They show loot, give me an IOU, a couple two, your Mercedes door, a roof, baby girl, say she a lady, important too. Well, I got the x-ray, I can see the whore in you. Shout out to uh, Wayne, he, he always mentions vowels. There's that one uh, song he had with Drake where, I, I can't remember what it was, but was he saying the alphabet or something? I think so. I think he has a song called the alphabet. <laughs> I wonder if he's a fan of Papoose. He probably doesn't even know who Papoose is. Anyways, uh, next track we had was In My Life. Uh, honestly, at first, when I saw that on the track listing, I thought it was going to be over Jay-Z's In My Lifetime. It was over the Juvenile beat. That song was subpar. I didn't. I was really disappointed when I went on YouTube and no one had made a remix <laughs> with Juvenile. I guess no one knows about the prefix. The prefix, I feel like, flew under the radar. Some people consider it one of Wayne's like best mixtapes. I don't know why. People that said the prefix is one of Wayne's best mixtapes are the same people that say corrupt is the best rapper ever. Somebody just said it on a forum one time and other people repeated it to be edgy, but nobody actually thinks that. Or they heard Eminem say it on the Eminem show. <laughs> After that, we had Dirt Off Your Shoulder. Wasn't a fan of it, but I thought the chorus was really funny, how, how he just changed it totally. It was just weird how he was like, if you're feeling like a wimp mommy, go and cut your phone off. <laughs> the song is just so corny. <laughs> it was corny as hell. It, it actually it actually reminds me a lot of a song uh, that he did recently. He did a, a version of that Drake song, Hotline Bling, where he changed the chorus like very slightly and kind of changed the meaning of the song, but like barely. I really like Wayne's version of Hotline Bling just because of how hilarious it is, but I feel like it's just as corny as his Dirt Off Your Shoulder remix. But he did say something on here that honestly could be construed as a diss, kind of, but not really. He says, now me and Mama got a whole lot of in common. We both like Common, but don't be buying his albums. Owned. Nobody bought Common's albums. <laughs> I just thought that was such a weird line, like, I mean, obviously at this time, no way in hell Common was even checking for him. So I doubt Common even knows that this line exists, but I thought it was hilarious. I believe shortly after this is when one of Common's best albums dropped, B dropped right around this time, right? Like before then, nobody was checking for Common. Like people liked him and respected him, but like I probably would have to agree with him. Before he linked up with Kanye, Common's albums weren't selling like that. Yeah, Common Sense was not Common. But uh, then after that, 
we get to the final track, probably my favorite track on here, December 4th. I like the uh, Jay-Z version a lot. Could probably do without his mom on it. I do like how uh, Wayne kind of kept the same content on this. He was talking about his uh, his his dad, uh, well, his stepdad and and his mom. He mainly talked about his mom. That song is dope. I really liked it. Wayne's December 4th. Yeah. Like the last few seconds, I really didn't know much about Wayne and his upbringing and, and that. Uh, but I looked it up. I know for a fact that he was talking about his stepdad, Rabbit, because uh, he got shot. And uh, like he had considered that dude as his, his main father figure. So I thought it was dope how he dedicated the last part to his stepdad, his his real dad, who he considered his real dad, uh, not Birdman. Not Rabbit from 8 Mile, right? No, no. Come on, bro. Yeah, I know, I know what you're saying. It was a dope tribute to the dude. He considered his, like, first father figure before he met Baby. I thought that was really dope. Yeah, and I mean, I was looking up. I saw an interview where he was talking about it more in detail. Uh, I guess it was on the shoot, the video shoot for everything from Lights Out. That's another track if you want to hear him talk about his stepfather. That whole track is about him, apparently. Did you know that when Wayne was younger, he called himself Shrimp Daddy? I guess it was homage to some 90s rapper named Pimp Daddy. Luckily, he changed his name to Lil Wayne, but could you imagine Shrimp Daddy dropping the Carter Three and being the most successful rapper? I mean, he changed his name to Toonchi. I think it's time, bro. I think it's time to bring Shrimp Daddy back. Shrimp Daddy and Trap Goose. Dutton like my Shrimp Daddy. Room on them Cali songs. What are you doing? Getting money? What are they doing? Hating on us? I'm down for covering albums at some point, as we talked about, but I really don't want to cover uh, that album. I just listened to it the other day. It's dope. There's a song with the dog pound on it, and I don't know who the fuck mixed it, but it's an awful mix. Like, Bane and Birdman and the dog pound's verses sound like somebody recorded them on a phone in the 90s and sent them to somebody, and they mixed them to a beat. It's awful. You have to go listen to that mix. How would they even include it, man? Like, if you listen to it, you're going to be like, what the fuck? Like, they must have lost the files or something because it's, like, worse than a 128 kilobytes per second MP3 that's just been ripped and ripped and ripped over again. The vocals are, like, the beat is normal, but the vocals are just all shit. They should fire whoever makes that shit. Speaking, if we want to talk about best features on this album, I guess by default, Real gets it. Both of the songs Real were on, we weren't fans of. (laughs) Shout out to OVO Radio, man. They need to link up with the Weezy Academy so we can get this shit popping because we are the number one Little Weezy fan podcast on YouTube, and that's a fact. If anybody disagrees, let me know. We'll have somebody write a diss track pretending to be Little Wayne to you. Yeah, we know a guy. We know a guy. He won't stop dropping those fake Wayne tracks. <laughs> Why is there so many fake Wayne tracks? Like, I feel like out of any rapper, there's always like a fake Wayne track like every six months. It's pretty frustrating, to be honest. I get excited. I'm having a bad day, and then I go listen to this new Little Wayne song, and it's not a fucking new Little Wayne song. You think that's how Young Thug got popular? Started making fake Wayne tracks? <laughs> Young Thug, it was supposed to be the realest version of Lil Wayne. But somehow he caught on. He just threw a dress on, and people were like, fuck, this dude's different, so I like him. But I like I mean, Young he's Thug. He's different enough now that I think he's, he's a lot better. He's got his own identity, but when he first dropped, there was something apparent going on. Yeah. I fuck with Young Thug Hardbody, though. I fuck with Future a lot, too. I wish Wayne and Future would link together and do a mixtape like Drake and Future did. I just saw that clip that went viral on Twitter from Wayne's podcast where he's like, man, why does Future keep shouting me out? Weezy's one of my favorite producers because Future keep, kept shouting me out, I thought. And then I realized that was the producer tag. Weezy out of here. 
Shout out to Wayne, man. Shout out to Wayne. Was that new feature uh, album dope? Honestly, no. I heard someone saying it was his best project. <laughs> Speaking of future, I hope we get a What a Time to Be Alive Part 2. There was rumors about that for a minute. I thought it was happening, and I think that, like, COVID fucked something up. I don't know, because you got that Desire song, and then you had the Life is Good song, which was huge. They did that dope yeah. video, and then they did the remix that Drake wasn't on for some reason. And then you had Desires. Desires ended up on Drake's latest mixtape slash album thing. And then the other two songs ended up on Future's album. So, like, I think they just gave up. They wanted to use one another's name for their album. Yeah, probably. I'm sure, I'm sure it'll see the light of day sometime. Carter Five saw the light of day. This will see the light of day. Yep. But, uh, yeah, there's not much more to say about this tape. Uh, next week, we'll be covering the suffix. Finally, a tape that is out of the realm of Carter One. He's preparing for Carter Two with the suffix. Right on the cover of the suffix, you got mixunit.com. So shout out to mixunit. The only place you could get mixtapes back in the day if you didn't live near a swap meet, I guess. Yeah, shout out to MixUnit. I ordered all my mood musics and all my G-Unit mixtapes, and they came straight up in a jewel case with the artwork and everything. I thought I was getting scammed or ripped off, and somebody was robbing me on the internet because that was mid-2000s. But sure enough, I received real mixtapes. Those were actually a thing. I never lived anywhere where there was like a swap meet or a gas station that sold real mixtapes. So Suffix will be the next podcast, and I'm excited to listen to that because you said it's more towards Carter II. So after Wayne's first classic album, when he's really starting to grow into his own as an artist, I'm, I'm pumped to hear it. I've never heard it before. The only pain point about the Suffix is uh, it's probably got one of the worst DJs of all time uh, hosting the tape, DJ Khaled. Ah, shit. Is he worse than Who Kid? Dude, I think DJ Khaled is probably one of the worst DJs. He's become an unsufferable human being lately for me for some reason. Like, I hated, I started off hating him. I came around on him, and now I'm back on the hate train. I just, the dude is annoying as hell. All those DJs that were on these mixtapes, none of them were even DJs. <laughs> All right, and with that, we will cut to the final track. Like Jay-Z, we're going to fade to black afterward, uh, December 4th. Peace out, y'all. Weezy Academy, everything is easy, baby, leave it up to Weezy Academy.